guys. Welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm your host. My name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host... Graham K. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Kirk, you're in New York. New York City. For a couple days. Yeah, I've been here a week. It's been a fun week. Seven days out here in the uh, old New York. Just got back from a trip to Sweden. Yeah, which was fun. Yeah, a lot of stuff happening in your life. You see, you saw both your kids back to back. I did. I did the whole uh, father experience. Sounds like a ride at Disneyland where you just wait in line and buy people Sounds... overpriced drinks. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just you wait in a long line. You pay for the ticket. You never quite get on that ride, though. You watch the kids go on. Um, you know, I had the, the last, I don't think we talked about, sometimes they puke on you. <laughs> sometimes they puke up that $17 pretzel. You just bought them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the joy of fatherhood. Um, I don't think we talked about this last time, but, uh, uh the trip to, to, to see JJ was interesting, you know, because he does this like, you know, like a lot of kids, I'm sure one, you know, two steps forward, one step back. And so we had a, a, f- a fun time. A good time. You know, he likes his, his little things. He likes his car. He likes his car rides. I mean, he likes um, horseback riding. And he's actually, we're getting them to walk quite a bit, which is good. Just do a little walk every day, you know, which is mm-hmm. important. Yeah. But he, he kind of tested me and put me through the ringer where he would want to every place we stop he'd want me to get him candy so if we went to yeah you know the mall the, the uh, I, I needed some eye drops i was the, my allergies were killing me and i forgot some things so sure he wants to go to the press beyond which is like the 7-eleven and then marches himself over to the candy and then points like the, I don't know if you remember the Family Guy. They got the monkey who points. It's like that, where he's like the fur- the yeah. furious monkey, where he just like yeah. points really hard. I don't know how to describe it, but he just like points like yeah. this. Um, yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, it's like he's. It's a f- funny balance because on one hand, it's like I don't mind getting him candy. You know, we can do whatever you want. You know, if you want to. You know, if you want to get some candy, that's that's fine. I don't, I'm not particularly in love with the idea, but I'm also not, um, it's not the end of the world. But um, also, I can't buy you a candy every stop. We can't go, you know, five stores and buy you candy. And so then I wouldn't buy him candy there. So then he marches himself over to the, um, there's a bakery across the thing. And so I'm like, okay, I'll buy you a, Cinnamon roll. He doesn't want a cinnamon roll. He wants a whole yeah. loaf of bread. And so, <laughs> you know, I buy him a, a like a bun, and then he's like, nope. He goes back to the display and he points at the you know giant loaf of artistic eight dollar loaf of bread. You know, I want this. Mm-hmm. And so it just became like a. It was a tough day because it was like, yeah, you know, this is my vacation. I'm not like, uh, yeah, you know, this is my vacation, <laughs> and I'm over there. <laughs> It's not relaxing, I'll tell you that, to, to be yelled at by a man who wants candy. So um, it was a challenging well, day. Well, luckily for you, your job is basically a other people's vacation, your regular job. That's true, but it's also being a part of a, a third world Navy where they wake you up at 8 in the morning for boat drills and you're at their beck and call and, mm-hmm. and uh, the seasickness. And 
I don't know. I don't find 30 weeks on the open seas particularly relaxing, but that could just be me. Um, <laughs> but then the next day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to... I was like, I'm not going to let him beat me. So we went back to the same stores. I took him to the same. We went to the. Ex- on, on purpose. purpose. I'm like, yeah, because I can't have it where. Because I was talking to his aides and it's like, yeah, we had a problem with that. Pre- with that 7-Eleven, you know, that air quote 7-Eleven where he just mm-hmm. like threw a fit and laid down. And then the aide who's half his size couldn't move him. And so then what happens? Right. The thing is like, it's like, <laughs> it's it's funny but also like they'll stop taking them out is the problem because they're like i can't yeah yeah i can't move them it's not you know we're just hanging out the mall he's yelling for hours so right i took him to the same spot and then i gave him like a little speech and for long time listeners you know he's nonverbal. if you knew he's nonverbal, so i gave him a little speech was like hey we're not getting candy and he's just like staring at me and you know he's like we're sitting in the car before we go in the mall we're not buying any candy at this store we're not buying any candy. You know, it's quiet. No candy. We're not buying candy. And I know he knows what no means, and I know he knows what candy means. So yeah. So I gave him like a a little speech every stop. We're not buying candy here. No candy. And he's just like looking at me. And then <laughs> he was pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. We didn't have any meltdowns. Way to go, JJ. Yeah, we didn't have any. There's no crying. He pulled on my arm once, and then I gave him the, we're not doing any candy. Same tone, same words, you know. Not doing candy at this stop. Because I might get him candy once, you know. At the end of the time, if we go to Ikea, if we go to, but I can't get you candy five times in a row. You know, you're, you know, you're 60 pounds overweight. You don't need candy. So it was a, it was good. It was a, it was like a, it's funny because it was like one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. We were or two steps forward, one step back. Where you feel like some of the things are improving, and some of the things it was like, man, we had a couple of rough days where he just he wants what he wants, and it's like, yeah, it's a fight. Like what? The candy. <laughs> yeah. The candy, the bread, the what else does he want? We went to a coffee shop, so we're downtown. And uh, I'm trying to buy him some clothes, and he wants to go to the coffee shop. Okay, so I take him to the coffee shop. He wants a, a cupcake thing, and then they get him the cupcake, and then he changes his mind. No, I want this one. Now he wants some. So then I have to apologize to the lady. I'm sorry. He wants the cinnamon roll. We haven't touched it. Could you, you know, she's just still messing with it. She hasn't given it. We haven't touched it yet. It's like, oh, okay. We get the cinnamon roll. He sits down. He eats it like in four seconds. It's like two bites, you know, like two gigantic bites where it was like shoved in his mouth. Kind of like uh, Bill Murray in, in uh, Groundhog Day. And then he wants to go back yeah. back to the display. It's like, well, I can't just, no, that's not healthy for you. I can't buy you five pastries. That's not, and it's not fun. No. Where I buy you a pastry, we sit down for literally 30 seconds, and I take one sip of coffee, and he marches back to the display case, points again. I want this one. So, yeah, it's just like baby steps, I guess. You're just trying to like, yeah. So... It was interesting, but it was good. The other weird, yeah, the other weird thing I is mean, he's like fully balding, which is like so funny. Like not that I'm making fun yeah, of him, but it's just like a f- weird. It's fun. It's un- I don't know. It's hard to get used to. Yeah, I, I would imagine. As a dad, having a bald son. Yeah, I, my dad. I think it was tough for him. <laughs> 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 
The fact that I'm 40 is tough for him. <laughs> I think it's a weird, it's a weird little um, running clock on your life that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they always cut. Co- they always comment on my gray hair. It must be a, a a trip to see your son balding. Your son aging. Yeah. Rapidly. <laughs> yeah. He's a young man. Don't worry. You're a young. He's talking man. about you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm just teasing you, bud. I'm just teasing you. How's little Pete doing? How's uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man? He's doing pretty well. Spirits are up. You know, can't complain. Um, he, um, he did go to the, the, his, the place where he worked and knocked on the door and asked when he could have his job back, which was my plan. And they told him in the fall. Okay. Which I think is BS. Uh, but we'll see, I guess. I mean, I, I don't understand why you think their busiest season would be the summer. I don't understand why they're going to wait. It's a, it's, it's a, a banquet hall. I don't understand why they're going to wait until the fall. So I think they're just brushing him off. Um, and I don't think he can wait that long. He's been, he spent two years now not working and they had, they hired him back before when that we had that little blip last year where, where there was no COVID and then it, you know, Omicron came back and then he wasn't working. So I, I don't understand why now it's different. So we're still on his job coaches to to find something but they don't seem to be getting back i think they're a little understaffed there's a new person working there that doesn't really have all the info and is a little overwhelmed it sounds like so we're gonna see um yeah <clears throat> but uh other than that he's doing okay he's the same old guy i missed two of his calls today i was excited to talk to him so i have something to talk about on this pod but um, I was traveling, and you know he's being pretty patient. He's been calling less lately, which is a generally a good thing. It means he's not completely losing his mind. I taught him how to text, which is probably a huge is probably a mistake because <laughs> uh, now he's he's texting other people whose phone numbers he has. So um, yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to, Pete has your phone number. I am so sorry. It'd be, it'd be like a great little public He's service people text. that like, uh, hey, you want to receive a text from a young man who's bored at locked in his own home? Text Peter Parker. He'll text you back for sure. That'd be great if you had like a little list of people to text. Yeah. <laughs> to all 31 yeah. of you yeah. who like does his group text. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, he does. Are you part of those? No, I'm not. Uh, I, have, I have not been offered and I have not requested, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we'll keep it that way. <laughs> you got enough on your plate. I feel like I'm drowning, if I'm perfectly honest, to fly out in six hours or whatever to out, out again. But um, but but uh, I, I would love to get a text from JJ every once in a while and just be like, you know, we get these calls. We still do our daily calls, which are which are good, you know. And um, it's funny. I, I I do. My daughter was in town this week visiting me in New York, and I do struggle with trying to keep her. Um, I want her to be interested and involved in in uh, in JJ's life, and it's tough. I think at a certain age, you know, 
I think you're a little bit older, so I think you you, you kind of like fall back into it. But when your whole childhood is built around somebody else and their their very difficult needs, it's uh it's tough. I mean, it's understandable you want a break and you don't want your whole life revolving around them. So it's tough. Yeah. So is, is she not like? Was she not asking questions about him? Um, I just wanted her to plan a trip over there, and so that's you know, and she's busy with her own life, and so yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the main thing. So, that's normal, I guess. You know. Does she ever talk to him? Um, I think it's been you know it's been a few months. So. Yeah, it's. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's tough when you, you know, everybody's got their own issues they're going through, and they. Um, I don't feel comfortable like talking about some of her stuff that she's going through without her permission, but. Um, yeah. It's it's uh yeah. I think it's tough for her, you know. People have well, she's uh, smart and nice. complicated lives. Yeah. They do. Well, I you know, she'll she'll figure it out. Yeah. She will. I wondered how you early twenties when are you tough. were in your early twenties, you know, how how involved in Pete's life you were. I'm doubt you're calling him every day, but yeah. I was definitely not calling him every day. You were in Hungary. Absolutely not. Uh, I was hungry. What? You were living in the country of Hungary. Yeah. Which in, which in oh, Budapest? Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, when I was 24. Yeah, that's how old she is. Yeah, I might have been 23. But, yeah, that it's... Um, but even after that, I, I, I only talked to him maybe twice a week, once a week. And uh, it's only been this often... Pardon me, in the past year or two. Right. So, um, well, two years, definitely, maybe three. But the pandemic has made it so we talk all the time, which is, you know, partly why I'm pushing for this job to come back. Um, <laughs> I get a lot more work done. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, she, like I said, like, she, twenty early 20s, you're very, you're trying to figure, you're concentrating on yourself a lot because you're discovering out, you're discovering who you are. Mm. And, you know, that can come across as selfish, but a lot of it is you're trying to figure out who you are and it takes time. And yeah, uh, she will undoubtedly, you know, she's a good person. I met her. She's And she's, she's been through, and she's and been she, through a lot. I mean, you know, with her mom passing and she's stuff. She's been through yeah. a lot. Yeah. More than most. Yeah. More than most have, go through in a lifetime, and she's only 24. So she'll figure it out. It just takes time. Well, change the yeah. subject slightly. I had, uh, but yeah. also related to weekly I had a friend of mine, um, a young woman, late, tw- no, early 30s, and, um, I had met her through a show, and um, and she had I won't say her name or anything, but she had uh, mentioned in passing. Yeah, I was I'm mildly on the spectrum, and then it you know it's mm-hmm. not she's fully you know she's fully verbal, has a great job, very successful, um, you know, attractive woman, and so it's not instantly. I often think of autism as it connects to my son, who again nonverbal, you know, potty trainer is ten not doesn't drive doesn't work doesn't so it's like a very different um you know path than this young woman's on and then i came across this uh, article for the weekend the news or news of the week uh, sorry to spring this on you but uh mm-hmm. in on uh, today today.com 
title is Diagnosed with Autism as an Adult, Three Women Share Their Story. A diagnosis that can help people understand themselves better. It can also leave them wondering, why did it take so long? And it kind of echoes what this is a good trend of of articles we've had recently on this topic. Yeah, so I think it's it really made me think of this this young lady and, and our conversation. So I'm going to read this because you're on the ship, I know, and your internet's a little dodgier than mine. You ready? Yep. Amanda Alonzo's son was two years old when he underwent an autism assessment. During the process, the doctors peppered Alonzo with queries about the behaviors of her son who were associated with autism. And they'd ask me questions, and I was like, oh, I didn't find that they were abnormal, end quote, because I also did a lot of those things, said Alonzo, 37. That piqued my interest. She didn't give the matter too much thought until she started graduate school to become a therapist, and the, pre- the professor encouraged students to see a therapist as they studied. Suddenly, something clicked, and I literally popped into my room and was just like, I have autism. And it was such an intense moment for me, and it was hard for me to wrap my head around it. Alonzo received a formal diagnosis at the age of 27, In doing so, she joined the ranks of growing number of adults, many of them women, who learn the truth about their own neurodiversity after their children get diagnosed on the autism spectrum. 2019 research paper notes that even though autism spectrum disorder has long been viewed as a predominantly male diagnosis, the gender disparity in prevalence may be smaller than previously thought. The paper noted that the male-to-female ratio of people diagnosed with autism is about 3 to 1 meaning there are about three who identify as male with autism to every one who identifies as female with autism. One reason for the difference, the paper's authors highlight research showing the diagnostic diagnostic tools may rely too heavily on stereotypes of males with autism. Alonzo said she's come to understand that autism spectrum disorder can present itself slightly different in females. She's also learned another reason the development of the condition might have been missed in the first case. Quote, I come from an immigrant family, first in my generation on my dad's side, so a lot of my behaviors got written off. As a child growing up, Alonzo cried, having what she now knows were meltdowns, and her family thought she was just a crier. <laughs> just a crier. That's hilarious. There are multiple factors, and it all makes sense now. All right, the next part. Having a mysterious burden lifted, Olivia Hops also recalls the uncomfortable fits of crying as a childhood. As a child, she now recognizes meltdowns. I would scream at God asking him, why did you make me like this? She said today, my whole life, I felt like I was different. And I used to say my brain didn't work right. In January 2020, at at the age of 24, Hops learned why. It was the best day of my life, she said, and she was diagnosed with autism. It had just lifted a burden off my shoulders, and finally, I got answers as to why I'm so different. 2020 examined women who were diagnosed with autism in adulthood, said that many of them experienced lifelong feelings of being quote-unquote wrong, quote, broken or bad. Receiving a diagnosis gave them the opportunities to reflect on their life experiences in new ways and make the transition from being overly self-critical to self-compassionate. Hobbs said she now feels like she has a better understanding of herself, even though she was relieved to get the diagnosis. She experienced going through tough emotions with it. Why did I have to wait till I was 24 to get the diagnosis? There's so much trauma that I could have avoided. All the therapists, they never suspected autism. And so it's really my anger evolved from like, from like, why did you not do anything to why are professionals not educated enough about this? All right, we're almost done. Here's the third one. Morgan Harper Nichols' parents suspected Mor- Morgan Harper Nichols's parents suspected that she had autism when she was a child, but no professionals ever con- never considered it as a possibility. It's very hard for girls and people of color to get diagnosed, the 32-year-old writer and artist told uh, today.com. 
The studies weren't done on little black girls. A lot of them were done on little white boys, so it became harder to get help, even a consultation. Honestly, I just grew up assuming, well, I knew there was something going on, but I didn't have any insight as to what was going on. While children diagnosed with autism may have access to services, several accommodations and various therapies, adults typically have fewer resources and connection. The three women featured in the story decided to continue participating in therapy after they'd received their autism diagnosis. Now, their therapy sessions are more tailored to their needs. Okay, I'm going to jump forward. This is a long article, and again, you can see it all on today.com. Uh, here we go. Here's the last little bit of it. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Trying to find a good way to cut. Here we go. Visibility can also help get a better diagnosis. Nichols is talking about a third person who had a lot of autistic TikTok creators, has helped her advocate, watched a lot of autistic uh, TikTok creators, helped her advocate for herself to receive her diagnosis. She wishes there was a more accurate representation in traditional media. That's something we've talked about. I can't even think of a black autistic character on anything, Nichols said. It's just a lack of representation so that people don't even consider that's a possibility when I share my story. One of the main responses I get was, I didn't know people could get diagnosed with autism as an adult. Nichols noted that while the social media can help many people feel less isolated and can normalize some feelings, it can also be a double-edged sword. While there's a lot of divisiveness in the autism community, I have found some really great people that I've been able to talk to on an online space. As a female, one thing we have in common is that the majority of us get diagnosed later in life, which is common, and that is very unfortunate. Good afternoon, Nick. That's it. You know what I'm going to say. Graham, how do you feel? How do I feel? Well, What do you um, think? I think, uh, I don't know, what can I add to that? There's not much I can add to that. Yeah. I, Let me I, ask you this. It, do you feel like that, I, I feel like in, in comedy, we've talked about this before, that there is, a, it's overrepresented with autistic people, partly because I think they see things very differently, and um, a different point of view is a very strong tool that's really going to help uh, when you're trying to write jokes. You're definitely going to get a different point of view, and so do you feel like there's uh, a lot of females are also i'm thinking about males but now that i think about it i wonder if there's a lot of like i would say like a third of comics are on the spectrum and so i'm wondering if it's the same with women They're like a third of female comics on the spectrum too i yeah i mean i have no idea i i i, I definitely think it, it helps with comedy and it helps with a lot of you don't think of autism as helping with art you think of it as helping with like you know do, doing some complex math problem that nasa has and being hired by the cia or something but you don't think about someone with um who has autism excelling in the in the arts but i think comedy is one sliver where some where somebody like that can because there, there it is almost mathematical there are some parts of it there's a yeah just looking and also looking at something completely differently than than others can for sure but I, I did not realize that it was harder to diagnose black girls and black people uh, than it was white people. And of course, that makes sense. All the studies are done on one cultural group. Then it's going to be harder to diagnose another cultural group or recognize for a white doctor to recognize um, 
differences. Well, trying to parse out the the differences in culture versus the differences that the yeah. diversity presents. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty. And crazy. I feel like there is a there's a thing in a lot of immigrant communities where oh, that's a white people problem. Like I've heard a lot of comics talk about that. Like whether it's therapy or whether it's you know we don't get therapy in our community. That's a white thing. So like yeah, I do think it's funny how the more we get into this, the more it seems like, especially for autism, it's very inclusive. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the, the, the disability of autism, uh, doesn't, yeah. does not care. It is no. very got egalitarian. Ron Funches who talks about it. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, who's a very funny comic was black. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think been it's been on one of the early shows we, when we had guests, he yep. was one of our guests. He was one of our guests. We yeah. were like, we're going to have one famous comedians guests. on these shows. And, and you know what? Lasted as long as famous comedians lasted. That's right. That's right. Well, it's just funny that yeah, no one, our audience doesn't care about that. <laughs> That's the other problem. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it that yeah, that is sort of fascinating, and tragic, and it is interesting that therapists maybe aren't trained as well as you think to diagnose that. You're talking to somebody who's a full-blown adult, they're 24, and can't tell if they have autism or not. It's crazy. Well, part of that is, in my opinion, it's it's there still is a little bit of a um, scarlet letter or like a little bit of uh, some people are hesitant to be to get a quote-unquote label, which I feel like is the... It's, you're looking at it exactly backwards. Like, you have your issues no matter what. So if you want to get... It, uh, you know, if you want to get them labeled so that, you know, specifically some things that might help you. Yeah. If anything, that's helpful. Like what? Are, <laughs> yeah. It's a large so spectrum. It doesn't mean that. Of course. You you're not going to be JJ. Stupid. If you, they diagnose you as autism, that doesn't mean you're not going to be potty trained until whatever. Yeah. Know, is, is, and yeah. I'm not calling JJ stupid. I, I that was just a bad overlap of us talking. Yeah. yeah. But, We've got a bit of a delay here. Sorry. Yeah. But I, uh, it, it just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It just it just it means that you have this, and then the, these are. It gives you a shorthand. It, gi it gives you a roadmap on on <laughs> on how to have an easier, more successful life, less stressful life for yourself. Yeah, these are some things that might help you. Mm -hmm. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. I say this every. I say this every week. Uh, not every week. I say this often. If you think your child does have autism or you have a nephew or niece, I would encourage everybody, look into it, try to get the assistance. It'll provide you a roadmap so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It'll give you some tips and some tricks of things that might help you. And uh, yeah, I would definitely seek out the help. Did we do it? We did it. Guys, I this week <laughs> I'm back on the high seas. <laughs> you, I, I can see him and he's like, about to hit a button so i'm like i'm not sure what's happening over there so i thought we we're i thought that was the wrap it up kirk signal no but um i just i'm oh, okay. holding my head look like you look like you're about to push a button my, my mistake um <laughs> if you if you're interested in having me come to your town add me on instagram send me a dm any of your social media platforms kirk smith comedy also you can email me and say hey add me to your mailing list i'm putting together a mailing list my name is kirk smith comedy at gmail and uh, send me a quick little email. I will put you on the list. No pressure. Graham, what's going on with you, bud? I figured out. I was about to press the pause button on the recorder here because I thought there was going to be an announcement at the ship. There was an announcement when you started reading the article, and I was worried another one was going to happen. And I just want 
our listeners to have the best listening experience possible. Um, I was just going to mute your your part during that uh, during that thing. I think it's my week to edit. Yes, it is. But uh, no worries. You know, I paused it. So, anywho, that's enough behind the scenes stuff for you guys. Um, no, it's an editing nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kirk likes to complain. <laughs> what else is new? Uh, I've had a rough. I've had a rough week. What's going on with you? Have you had a rough week? You saw your daughter. You saw all your kids. It's exhausting being a dad. I, I, I'm. Uh, I am jealous of your dad, though. I would like to be a dad one day. Hopefully, it happens. Anyway, I think it could happen. I'm going to send you some drawings. <laughs> on like technicalities <laughs> on how to make that happen. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'd love to see your what Kirk your Smith's Karma Sutra. <laughs> Yeah. Just stick figures. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's just uh, going off the rails jokes. so quickly. Go to GrahamK.com for tour dates. I'm touring, opening for Nate Bergazzi. I've also got my own stuff coming up. Uh, also follow me at Mr. Graham K on Instagram and Twitter. That's it. Thanks for listening. We love you. Have a great week, guys. You can do it.